ASMR for ska fans. Are you ready? We will record the podcast in Music Room 330. Stay tuned. Welcome to On the Upbeat. I'm Matt. Hey, everybody. I'm RJ Phoenix, your Woo. favorite host of your favorite Scott podcast. Woo. Maybe second favorite. I'll take second favorite. Host, not Scott Podcast. You know we're number one in your hearts. Yeah, just admit it. Just admit it to yourself that On the Upbeat is the best Scott pod. It is the only Scott Podcast that counts in the world. Um, yeah, now that 23 Minutes of Scott's done, I don't know what other Scott Podcast you would yep. even listen to. They don't They don't exist. I mean, I'm sure good friends of ours produce them, but... <laughs> <laughs> eh, maybe. I don't know. I don't pay attention to the internet, so... Uh, all right, <laughs> RJ, why don't you tell us about this week's guest? Who do we have with us? Oh, this week we have uh, somebody I, I think I can safely say is a, is a friend. He is a, a good guy. He's in the band The Pandemics. He's also been in a whole host of other bands over the years. Uh, one of my favorite people at the very least, uh, Chris Malone of The Pandemics. What is going on, Chris? Woo! Hey, RJ. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no Let's problem. On the pod. Yeah, it's about time I had you on this one. We, we talked before on Sky After Party, and uh, you did an episode of 23 Minutes of Ska for me once. And uh, always, always, and you're always spreading uh, Ska knowledge. And uh, you have a Spotify around the world, Spotify list that you uh, update. Well, much like everything else in my life, you know, I became a dad two years ago. So yeah. everything kind of took a bit of a break. Um, everything music related to the band took a bit of a break. The world took a bit of a break, bit of a break because of COVID. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Why should that be any different? I guess, but I just recently went back and added uh, the. Sorry, let me let me back up a little bit. The concept of the playlist is the best ska bands you've never heard of. Yes, and because of the way that Spotify works and where they source all their their music from, basically any band that's put their album up through CD Baby or one of these other distribution sites that you know feeds directly into Spotify, it can give you some really interesting stuff that you just never knew existed, and. Um, it was sort of my mission to shine a light on ska bands that never really got their due, you know, while they were around, or even while they, even if they're still around. I mean, even, even better if you can help out bands that are still going out there strong now. Um, but the idea was, you know, try and you know, everyone. I love the Slackers, I love the Suicide Machines, but there's way more out there, way more diversity, way more interesting. That's not to say those other two bands aren't interesting, but there's just <laughs> no, I know what you mean. so much more out there than what people talk about online. It's my mission to try and sort of expand everyone's horizons a little bit. And and no matter when you find it, it's always a solid list, whether Chris just updated it or hasn't updated it in a while. You're always going to find some great new stuff you've never heard of. Yeah. Yep. I just added, I think it was like 150 tracks or it was 100 new wow. bands and like it's rotated out 50 songs that were on there for a while. So it's got yeah. like 1,100 followers now. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's amazing, dude. That's awesome. But uh, doing good work over there, Chris. <laughs> 
Chris, Chris, how is life in general right now? Did you do anything exciting this past weekend? Did you do anything exciting for St. Patrick's Day? You know, I did. A, we had a lot of you know family visiting. You know, I live in Brooklyn, so there's always things to do in and around the city. There's a lot of Irish bars and restaurants. Um, um, I didn't do anything with the parade. I used to play the bagpipes in my college pipe band, so I used to do the New York City parade every year. Mm. Um, but you know, it's, it's been a, I, I hung up the pipes a while ago, so I haven't, I haven't done that in a while. Um, but you know, I've, I've just recently, uh, you know, recently sort of been trying to get the pandemics back into gear after our you know break during uh, during COVID and everything. So we've been writing and recording. We just had a we just, we're actually dropping a new song. I think it's coming out. You said on Wednesday, right? So we're dropping yeah. a new song today. Yeah, um, it's going to be on our next record, um, which will come out sometime later this year. Um, I think we're leaning more towards an EP than a full length because we think we might be able to get them it out sooner just because we've been sitting on some of these tunes for a long time. Like yeah. uh, our last single was released in 2017 on a seven inch for a label that I started called Lonely Adam Records. Oh, yeah. And, um, we're still trying to figure out what to do with that one, um, <laughs> That the label. It's uh, Things were, the world was very different when I started uh, the label. And I'm still trying to figure out what the next step is for that. But, um, you know, we've, we're still actively out there, you know, pushing records and playing music. And um, this new track was actually featured on a comp called Rude Girls to the Front, um, which is, a, I'm not sure if you guys have talked about it in previous episodes yet, but it's been Rude Girl Review, mm-hmm. which is sort of an all-star, all-female all ska band from Mansion in the U.S., our drummer cat, you know, plays drums in Rude Girl Review and they put out a record basically featuring all the bands that have members in the band. So we took that as an opportunity to sort of, you know, preview a track from our new record and it got such a positive response. Like, you know, we got to release this as a single. So here we are releasing it as a single tomorrow. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> that sounds great. But, and so we'll deep dive into all that in a little bit, but RJ, <laughs> Uh, I know a little bit of what you did on St. Patrick's Day, but how was the rest of your weekend? Uh, I mean, I just like hung out with the cats. I had two full days off in a row, which I haven't had um, since the new year. I'd had a one single full day off uh, in January, which I believe I let everyone know. I went and saw some AEW wrestling with my wife. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, no, I had a Friday off and I had Saturday completely off. Uh, and I relaxed and I read comics and I didn't do anything else. I definitely didn't drive two hours to Santa Ana <laughs> to go see a kick-ass ska show and hang out with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good time. Friday, uh, St. Patrick's Day, RJ and I were at the um, Orange County stop of the Bad Time Records tour. And so it was Omnigon, it was Catbite, it was Kill Lincoln, We Are the Union... And uh, it was a good time. It was great to catch up. You know, it was great hanging out with the bands. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, running in and talking to running into and talking to Jason, uh, Kip, and Zach. Uh, three three other just audience members that were just a lot of fun and cool guys. And uh, Jason, I believe, is a Patreon subscriber too. So yes, yeah. double thank you to him. Very cool. Yeah, it was uh, it was great to you know sort of connect with. Uh, Capite because we had never seen them in person. Yeah, and this was their really. Yeah, we had never seen them live. Yeah, they had come out this west before. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're a little spoiled on the East Coast. We get the yeah, you are. You guys do. 
Yeah. So I actually sat in with them this year doing like a, uh, we did a non-music video for this comedian and Fidance. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Last year. That was one of the weirder, trippier things I've, I've done. You know, I could now say that <laughs> I not only play trombone, but I've also, you know, played a trombone player on TV or YouTube. Like that. <laughs> That's funny. That was super weird. Yeah. It was fun though. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. So RJ and I had a good time with that. It was, it was, I was so excited. It was such a RJ, I think we were like halfway through the show and RJ and I were just like, this is so cool. This is a great yeah. night. This is going well. Um, and so Saturday I recovered from that because my body was like, what are you doing, old man? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, and then, uh, Sunday was just sort of, um, Oh, Sunday we went to, uh, before we headed out to church, we went to breakfast, um, at this place called, I don't know if they have them anywhere else. I'm not sure, but it's called Mimi's Cafe. I feel like it might be a, I don't know, it's probably not a national chain, but, um, it's a restaurant out here. And so like we were going, I looked where the nearest one was, found it. It was in a, it was like a 15 minute drive from us. Didn't realize at the time, and I should have excuse me, uh, that it was, uh, I didn't realize at the time that it was right next to Disneyland. So here I am taking my two kids and we're pulling up and I realize it and I'm like, uh, kids were just to be clear. We are not going to Disneyland. This is not some elaborate (laughs) surprise. So yeah. 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 (laughs) Lucky enough. Lucky enough. They took it in stride. They were old enough not to be super overwhelmed. I think I told them before they realized where they were because they, they haven't, um, uh, my kids are foster kids, so they have not lived around this area in the same way that I have. So they did not. And yet you didn't realize. So I don't know, Matt. (laughs) It was just like one of those things. Like I just like, you know, I don't think about where I'm going. It's just like, oh, there's the address. Hit the map and just go. Right. Um, The car, the car says go, I go. Uh, So that was fun. And then today kids are on spring break. Took them to Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese is not the same as it was when we were kids. Um, I wouldn't know. I grew up with the Showtime. What? Showtime Pizza. Same deal. Oh, Same company okay. even in the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Showbiz. Showbiz Pizza. Well, Excuse me. I don't know. Did When you were a kid, did that place have a ball pit? Of course. Okay. So, see, no more ball pits. <laughs> no more play. No more, like, play areas, like, that are, like, dangerous and gross with germs. Um, but, uh, uh, but also, no more uh, animatronics. No more robots. It's just a flat screen TV playing uh, videos of the characters as puppets. So just a letdown altogether. <laughs> so I was like, uh, fine, I guess we'll do this. But uh, yeah, that was a good time. And of course, unfortunately, I'm also having car trouble. RJ, again, same issue, car trouble. Hey, Matt, did you realize when we left the venue on Friday, I was right behind you? No, I did not. I thought so. If you would have looked into your review, you would have seen me as a maniac waving. Oh, yeah, I don't pay attention to who's behind me. I don't care. I don't. I was. <laughs> I saw all the ska stickers. I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely Matt's fan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, all right. So that's enough chit chat of our silly lives. Here's some ska news. Telling you, I'm sorry, you might have heard, but damn it, you're a 
Yes, Ska News, where we tell you about the latest releases or shows happening in the Ska community. First up, we have a song, a new song from the band Respite. On March 17th, Ska Punk band Respite released a new song called Beliefs. The new track is streaming everywhere right now. And uh, let's take a moment and listen to a clip. Here we go. Yeah, that's Respite with Beliefs. Uh, Respite is uh, making a name for themselves out here in uh, Orange County, California. Uh, yeah, I did not know that that song had come out. I'm very happy to hear another great one from uh, the folks in Respite. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sounded cool. I haven't heard of them before. I'll yeah. have to check them out. They're they're very, very new. And yeah. uh, I, I was uh, told that they, uh, I don't know if, maybe, I don't know if, I an, an album might be coming out soon. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's all I'll say because that's what I was told. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So hopefully uh, they're they are high schoolers. Last time we speculated when we talked about that, hey. they are high schoolers, and so and they're great live. Um, you know, they're very entertaining live, very charismatic. So if you're in Orange County, check them out. All right, uh, RJ, you got some Sky News. What do you got? Yeah, so the uh, Louisiana band, uh, the Movers, a.k.a. the Imagination Movers, uh, have they've been around for a long time. Uh, they've mostly done um, more music for children. Uh, and in fact, their last album had a big Scott influence. Uh, these guys love Scott. And so they thought it would be fun to have Mustard Plug do a cover of one of their songs. The name of the song is Springtime, and they thought it'd be hilarious to actually be released on Monday here, the first day of spring. So here we go, Mustard Plug covering the movers, springtime. Well, that's a catchy song right there. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
Yeah, it is. And uh, yeah, it's just it's, uh, it's always fun to hear from uh, the the lads in Mustard Plug. And uh, it was very nice of the movers to make sure that uh, we had the song to share with everybody today. Yeah, that's cool. All right, uh, next up for me, we have uh, something new from the band Sick Leave. Uh, they are from Germany, if you didn't know. And they released a new song called Optimize Your Life. The new song, Optimize Your Life, is streaming everywhere now. Uh, Sick Leave also announced... Um, that their n- new self-titled album will be out on Friday, April 7th. But uh, let's check out the new song, Optimize Your Life, right now. Here we go. that that man has <laughs> i'll be it's honest like, i've been i've been waiting for this album for a while they've put so many singles out yeah and it's good damn time it's good it's like crash dummy ska wow yeah <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the same oh, that was good thing um yeah that was good um i do want to take uh we kind of we kind of overdid it last week with uh, telling everyone Amy Gabba has a new song out. But I do want to mention Amy Gabba has a new song out. One of my mistakes, uh, the Kickstarter ends, I think, this coming Friday, um, the next few days. So make sure you check out Amy Gabba's Kickstarter and uh, support it there because that's wrapping up soon. And last I checked earlier today, only like $500 left to make it happen. So I feel like that's close. All right. All and right. speaking of support, don't forget, we got a Patreon. Check us out on patreon.com slash on the upbeat sky. You get uh, merch discounts. You get at least two bonus episodes. We try for a little bit more. And uh, hey, you get access to a secret Facebook group with me and Matt and Gary. That's true. Shh. You don't tell anyone. It's a secret. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, actually, if you ask night, see, they might just. No, just kidding. Only, no. if, only if you pay us. Um, all right. You can hang out with us, but you gotta pay. I got a question, and maybe this is maybe we should save this for off the podcast. But uh, I'm gonna ask it now. Oh, go for it. If people unsubscribe from the the Patreon, do I kick them out of the? Boot them. Yeah. Boot okay. Em. okay. Uh, That's so a perk. A, that is a perk. So a few of you might find yourself removed from that because I, I it literally just dawned on me now. It literally just dawned on me now. Later, uh, Gary. <laughs> exactly. Bye, Gary. Um, so, uh, all right. So, this is awesome. For- you guys are giving me all sorts of homework to do. Check out your <laughs> before. Maybe that. No, I mean this is cool. I mean, like, I hadn't heard of that band 
sick leave at all. And I was like, you know, there's a, there's an obvious joke in there somewhere about, you know, sick leave not being guaranteed in the U.S. But yeah. it is in but, but yeah. really cool stuff so far. Yeah, so maybe that's why people don't listen to this podcast as much as some other pod Scott podcast. Because uh, we maybe give this them- is why people listen to the the beginning of this podcast and then just leave because they're like, okay, I got my homework. I got to check out these three bands now. <laughs> like they they stop and they don't come back to it. They're like, ah, I got to check out all this stuff. <laughs> um, be surprised if a few of them end up on a certain Spotify list sometimes. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so Chris, on the upbeat bump, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, Chris, the first question we always ask first-time guest is, "How did you get into ska music? What is your ska music origin story?" It's it's kind of interesting. I, I kind of think like we always sort of go through life telling our origin stories over and over and over again, reframing them um, for ska music. Um, I guess it starts off with me being on like a Boy Scout skiing trip, and I had a friend that was really into ska, and he lent me a few CDs. When I was like 13 years old and, um, you know, just from there, it just sort of sent me down this weird rabbit hole that I never really, you know, crawled out of, you know, that was probably back in like 1996, 97. And I've just been, you know, hooked ever since. Do you remember um, what any of those CDs were? I can tell you exactly what those CDs oh, were. Oh, Let's hear it, buddy. So the first one was the Scofflaws live volume one. Um, I'm from, I'm from Huntington, New York. That's the same town the Scofflaws are from. So they were our local, our local big band. Um, it was them and Edna's Goldfish. Those were the two big ones um, from Long Island at the time. Um, the other one was uh, Voyage to the Palace of Kali by Spider Nick and the Mad Dogs, a band I later eventually went on to join for like a decade. And that was, you know, a big part of my musical upbringing, I guess. And then there was uh, the Long Island Ska Comp Volume 1 with just – I had no idea there were so many bands around me playing ska music. Like I just sort of discovered it, you know, just that weekend and realizing I could go see these bands like nearby. was a huge kind of like light bulb moment for me, you know? Um, and then just after that, you know, I went from listening to CDs, to going to shows to, you know, saying, yeah, I play, I play trumpet. I could do this. I could, you know, be in a band. And then, <laughs> It just sort of all snowballed from there. And then now, you know, like 25 years later, I've got my own band. I play in a bunch of other bands. I've, you know, traveled the world playing ska music. Um, you know, I could, I've literally have a spreadsheet with like 65 or 70 different bands on it that I've worked with over the last 25 years. It's been kind of crazy. Um, I also, you know, on and off, I play with Pilfers every now and again, uh, more off lately because of daddy duty, but you know, the future Maybe it'll happen again. Um, is we're coming off of COVID. There was like, you know, a year where I did more gigs with suicide machines than I did with any other bands. You know, I did two gigs with suicide machines. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it was just one of those things like, well, COVID shut everything down. So that just yeah. by default, I guess I was the suicide machines from Otis that year. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I play with a lot of different bands. I mean, I, I believe I, I've seen you play with bigger Thomas. I think we figured that out once yep. in LA. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the the three floors of Scott show. I remember that one. That was a yep. lot of fun. Yes, sir. Oh, oh yeah. That <laughs> that's that's the that knitting factory space is long gone, right? It's been gone a while. Uh, yeah. It's uh, Madame Tussauds Wax Museum now. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, that's a shame. But that's the way those things used to go. The one in New York's gone too. I mean, uh, actually, the one after that is now gone too. The the Brooklyn one just closed down this past year, I think. They're, so they're trying they to revive it here in North Hollywood. So far, we've had the uh, uh, Jesse Wagner has played it, Vicks played it, Voodoo Glow Skulls have played it. 
Um, but I haven't made it out to any of those shows because I've been working too damn much. Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, I know. <laughs> so how did the pandemics get their start? Well, you know, at the time, you know, as we first started off, uh, you know, our first show was in 2010, but the wheels really started turning like 2007, 2008. Um, I was playing in, I, you know, I kid you not, like five different ska bands at once at that point when I was just coming out of school and didn't really have much going on. Spider King and the Mad Dogs were kind of winding down. Bigger Thomas were not as busy. I like. I was also playing with a band called the Rudy Crew at the time, um, which is ex Skinnerbox, stubborn All Stars dudes, in New York City. Um, I went through this phase where I played with a bunch of people in bands that were about twenty years older than I was, because you know that was who was playing ska music in the late, you know, sorry, early two uh, thousands. I was in college, um, but you know, I, I've, I've, after college, I moved back home and I realized, you know, I wanted to do something that was a little more contemporary because I was playing with mostly you know, traditional ska band. So I wanted to do something that mixed in a little ska punk. And just at the time, uh, swine flu H1N1 was, you know, the, the big pandemic of the day. So uh, that's sort of, you know, that we thought, well, that'd be a good name, you know, spreads worldwide and, you know, spreads really easily. And uh, again, you know, hindsight now is like, well, maybe that wasn't <laughs> that great. I think the model and name of them. But it was a lot of things like, well, you know, if you want to be a band, you want you know, you want to spread worldwide. You want to yeah, be yeah. have infectious music. You want to be that thing, and it just sort of like it's stuck. Yeah. And now, I mean, it's sort of a, you know, now we really get to sort of test the mileage on that name because it's kind of like <laughs> in the last couple of years, you would not believe how many pandemics have popped up, like band names, like people. Oh yeah, kind of like yeah. The band name. It's like, well, no, we've been around for you know. 12, no, 13 years now, excuse me. You didn't just come up with it. Sorry. I mean, to be fair, we didn't come up with it either. There were other pandemics where we popped up too in like the UK. and yeah. uh, But they were long gone by the time we hit the scene. So um, that's sort of how that started. And just, you know, we were sort of the default house band in New York City for a while. A lot of big shows or tours that came through in New York City proper, we became like sort of like the de facto backing band. We played with tons of bands from Japan and Australia and, and Europe. Um, just things would come through New York city because New York city is sort of a cultural hub. Um, but you know, we play with Melbourne ska orchestra. We play with Tokyo ska Paradise orchestra twice, uh, or a ska band, uh, the selector. We did a set back in Roddy radiation from the specials. Uh, we did a set of, I can't believe it's not porkers with Pete Cooper from the porkers. Oh, wow. Which was, or we did two of those shows actually. Um, and then a couple of years ago, when they came across to do Hometown Throwdown, I got to do the Eastern leg of their tour with them. You know, I got to be their second trombonist for the weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, Pete's a good friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we kind of took like we kind of took like a two year break, you know, while you know COVID shut everything down. Number one, um, my job. I lo- well, I lost my job. I should you know clarify. My job was in a really tough spot because we're in construction. Nobody going into the office means no new offices. So. It was uh, belts were tightened and I had to find a new, new job. So after all the adjusting, everything's cool now, but uh, it just wasn't really conducive. Living in a small shoebox in Brooklyn is not really conducive to playing loud trombone. So <laughs> I'm very glad now to be back up and running and people are going, you know, coming out and we're playing shows and everyone's having a good time. And uh, just we've been sitting on some of these songs for so long. So it feels good to finally be releasing new music again. Yeah. So, so you yeah. talked about playing trombone in uh excuse my slight ignorance you talk about playing trombone in other bands do you play trombone in the pandemics as well 
Yes, I sing and play trombone in the pandemics. Yep. Yep. Uh, what is the other sort of uh, other players in the band? Who do you got now? Uh, sure. Well, we've uh, we've actually slimmed down a bit. We used to be an eight-piece band. Now we're a seven-piece band. We've got a full four-piece horn section. Uh, myself on trombone, uh, Chris Quintero on trumpet, James Fulfaro uh, on barry sax, and Paul Chestnut on tenor sax. Then we've got guitar, bass, drums. So uh, my buddy Will Harris on bass, my buddy Cat Stock, who plays drums in Ruger Review. Right. Uh, he's been with us for now five, six years. And Will, I'm oh, sorry, Vic Rosario, who also plays in Pilfers on guitar. Awesome. So, awesome. yep. Awesome. Um, so, uh, you know, you kind of, you, uh, answered a lot of my early questions. I was going to ask you what your early, <laughs> what your early ska shows were like, but you pretty much already told us playing, backing a bunch of famous bands. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. I've been doing this for a long time. So I mean, yeah. early you'd have to you know pick a year or something like that. Well, I like, guess, but... do you, do you remember, maybe I'll pick that. Do you remember your first show as the pandemics and how'd that go? Uh, okay, so the first show at the Pandemics was at our sort of home away from home. This is a cool little bar in New York. It's a tiki bar called Otto's Shrunken Head. Mm. And it's one of these places where you pack, pass the hat and you know people just sort of turn up because it's a place where cool shit happens, which is nice. Right. Um, and, you know, we actually just played there again not too long ago. Um, but the owners have been good friends of ours for a while. Um, and just our friend Ryan Midnight is a DJ out here. Yeah, Ryan's a good day. guy. Yep, he started doing monthly ska shows there, which you know I used I I started booking there in like 2004, back when I was still in college, and you know it, it's cool that you know there's they've sort of given you know ska a home that's sort of had a little longevity to it in New York City because as we mentioned before about the knitting factory, things tend to you know come and go. The COVID killed so many venues in the city. Yeah. And Otto's is just one of those institutions that's, you know, it's been there forever. It'll be there for, it's been there for 20 something years. It'll be there for another, you know, 30 or 40 or 50. So long as, you know, people keep turning out. And it's just one of these places where it's got all these, this little, this kitsch decoration, everything's, you know, sort of got like a South Pacific kind of vibe to it. Um, and they got cool tunes up front too. They got great DJs like, you know, seven nights a week. Uh, Ryan's one of those guys. We have other friends that DJ there. They have mod nights, soul nights. They've got a weird, like, like greaser night every once in a while, and you see a lot of Japanese dudes rocking pompadours that show up, and it's the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. But I'm down; it's awesome, man. You know, people really fucking dig it. Awesome. All right. So we mentioned earlier that there's a new pandemic song, a new new track. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about it, and then let's uh, hear it. What's what's the name of the song, Chris? Sure. the The tune is called Bodega Cat. And we wanted, you know, to give that, you know, we use that name because it's sort of something uniquely, uh, unique. Well, I'm not sure if it's unique to New York specifically, but you know, a lot of the little supermarkets or bodegas around here, you always, you know, see them. You know, they have cats out front. You know, just sort of, you know, keeping an eye on the shop, keeping the keeping the rats and the mice down and stuff. And it's, you know, they're always pretty friendly and really chill. So we wanted to dedicate that one to our uh, our guardians here in New York City. Awesome. All right, so let's check out. Bodega Cat, and we will come back and chat. All right. World premiere.
Hell yeah! Woo! I'm not even gonna lie. That is the first time yeah. I've heard that song. Um, it is fantastic. That's the kind of stuff oh, that's right up my you. alley too. But uh, damn, y'all did good. <laughs> pandemics, y'all did good. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I I'm just so glad it's finally you know out there and you know people are liking it and uh, it's just we've been sitting on that one for a long time. So I'm glad it's finally out. <laughs> so what is the band's songwriting process like? How do you all put together your music? Well, it's, you know, I mean, every track is a little bit different, but, you know, uh, we had a lot of changeover over, over the last few years, like, uh, right around 2017, 2018, um, we kind of had like our entire rhythm section go. Mm. So we had, it, it's, it's weird. Cause you're right before that, you know, we kind of got back on our feet again and to the point where we had like a bunch of huge gigs in 2018 and 2019, like, uh, opening up for uh, Toots and the Maytals, Fishbone. Um, what's, what was one of the other big ones? Uh, we opened up for the Mighty Mighty Boston's uh, actually right before COVID. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, like August of the year before, uh, Scott Pones from UK. Um, we did a, we actually traded shows with prize fighters. We did a tour. Out to, like, we went out as far as Minneapolis uh, in 2019. And like right as soon as that ended, we had a transition where we, again, we had switched. We had to swap out bass and guitar. So it's always sort of been a little bit different. Recently, we've been writing stuff collaboratively. Like, like uh, someone will bring an idea in and we'll jam, at it, jam on it at rehearsal, record it at rehearsal, like on somebody's phone. And then over the course of the week, pass it around again and then come back and hit it, you know, fresh the next week and try and, you know, just knock things out. Um, and it's just... I mean, I think that I'm probably, uh, I write the majority of the lyrics these days because um, we're not an instrumental band, although this track is an instrumental. Um, but, you know, we do a little bit of everything. We do a little bit of, you know, ska punk. We do the traditional ska, as you just heard. Uh, we do um, everything and anything. It's kind of like, you know, being in an improv group. You know, instead of <laughs> saying, oh, you know, we don't want to say no. We want to say yes and. We do that and, you know. Right. That's yeah. my whole approach to it. Yeah. To the kitchen sink approach. Are are you really excited when it, uh, a moment comes up and you're like, "Thank God, I don't have to write lyrics right now." Like, <laughs> do you get really excited about the occasional instrumental? Like, uh, <laughs> I can just write a groove. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've written. I, I'd say you know, I don't think it's necessarily either either or that thing. I mean, I will tell you, there are definitely songs I've struggled to write lyrics on. Yeah. Um, like I have some other, I've actually just had a song I wrote with a friend who just moved out to California and she sent me this track probably about six months ago. And I said, Oh, it worked good with this course that I've got. And I'll come up with something. And every time I sit down, it's like, Oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Um, but more often than not, if I have an idea for an instrumental, it's, you know, I know it's going to be an instrumental right out of the gate. So right, right. that's not so bad. Um, actually all of our records, except for last, EP have had instrumentals on them. So um, we've definitely got more than our fair share. That's the thing. If, you, if you're in a ska band for like over 10 years, you pick up your songbook is just huge because <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're usually doing covers, you're doing yeah. whatever. I mean, if you're not like cranking out, you know, a, couple, a few, at least a few new tunes a year, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with your band. Uh, <laughs> but we got more than our fair share of instrumentals. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, 
some of my favorite ones. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. no my favorite my favorite band of all time. They're a strictly instrumental band. My favorite band is Tokyo Sky Pirates Orchestra, and they're like ninety five percent instrumental. So I mean, I, I absolutely have a soft spot for instrumentals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll admit I think we've talked about it on the show like there are different instrumentals that I definitely will find that I'd like and connect with. But if you would ask me probably before I started doing the show, I usually be like, Oh, it's an instrumental skip. <laughs> it's because it's, it's also because, it's because me and Gabe have given you a hard time. Yes. But it's also, you got to think about like the person that I am. So if I, like I connect with music through lyrics, singing to a song is the only thing I can actively do to participate in the thing for me. Like I, obviously you can dance, but like there we go, Matt. You need to dance, bro. Well, that's hard to do when you're driving. I'm just saying, and I'm just yeah. I grew up, you know, safety in, first. I grew up, you know, in choir and stuff like that. So like singing was my thing. So like, you know, I'm, I mean, I guess I could hum. I mean, I guess I could hum the. There you uh, go, buddy. <laughs> I can hum it. Like, well, which often I do. So <laughs> there, you know, there. It's kind of interesting, you know. If you talk to somebody like Victor Rice, he says something about this I thought was interesting. He says that music. And l- lyrics are two different languages. Yeah. So if you're if you're writing in one, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to translate to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes, you know, for him, because he never writes lyrics to his music. All his music is strictly instrumental. So he thought he was, you know, just for him, it just sort of gums up the works, I think. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. But, but the other side of that is that I've found, like, just over time, you know, because I've always been very... Uh, melody centric person like i've never been somebody who focuses on lyrics right away right. like i'll eventually learn lyrics but you know chances are i've got to listen to it like a like a jillion times first mm-hmm. or like if i've seen the band like i used to go see the boston's every year at hometown throwdown and eventually i learned the words to like every boston song right. but it's one of those things where it's like there are two different types of people and some people are you know they like they like hooks and they like you know just the melody and they got to be hooked in that sense before they can really invest in lyrics and other people they just want to hear, you know, the lyrics like right off the bat. Yeah. And, and that's I've what I tried I, to be yeah. the latter, but I'm definitely the former. Yeah. I definitely that, you know, when I'd buy a new CD, I'd go home and like, look at the lyrics. And then if they didn't have the lyrics in the CD, I'd throw that CD down and said, screw this band. Oh, I'd always be pissed. <laughs> but yeah, like, no, I want to know what they're saying. saying. But yeah. <laughs> I, I have definitely, and sometimes you want to know what they're saying because you can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> But, oh, uh, I have notoriously bad ears, so yeah. I kind of need it sometimes. <laughs> but I definitely that's how this is hardcore. I can't, I can't pick out most hardcore vocals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't think they. I don't think if they didn't write the song, they wouldn't be able to pick that. I don't think anyone can really pick out what uh, you know a hardcore band is saying. Um, and then, it, then it's like if you're just gonna sit there and listen to hardcore and try to f- figure out the lyrics, that's kind of boring. Like. Wait, hold on, be quiet, everyone keep it down. <laughs> that that hardcore music is basically what the kids are calling today a vibe. That's why you start listening to hardcore. True. And and that's the thing. That's you know, even with instrumentals, that's what I've kinda I guess I've gotten better at. Maybe it's because I have less free time to sit down and listen to songs and pull out a lyric sheet and read them. Like I have le- so I am a little bit more into the vibe of the song uh necessarily than the lyrics you know so uh because i'll tell you i when we went to this last show i didn't know most of the lyrics to the song you know unless it was oh, like unless yeah, it was no. like a whoa, whoa whoa that you know that i you can pick up easily i'm like 
that's what I was singing. Whoa. Yeah, I, I forget when that happened when I eventually started going to shows where I'm just like, I know these songs, but I don't know the worst of these songs. Yep. I think that's when I got better at dancing. And I mean better <laughs> in quotation marks. <laughs> um, I remember doing like a Boston's cover set and like not knowing any of the words up front. But I was like, well, how the hell am I going to sing these songs? Like when the pandemics first started out with like the Halloween thing where you, you pretend to be another band. Oh, yeah. Those are and, classics. And trying to pick up on Dickie Barrett's cadences. And because he is like, he has a way of just shoehorning in words that shouldn't have fit by any like stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, a, a four bar line. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Coincidentally, <laughs> uh, right, breathing right. It's. Take a whole new appreciation when you, when you finally break that down. Yeah. Yeah, coincidentally, I noticed that Dave McWayne does the same thing. And like, what is it with guys from Boston, like shoving a bunch of words in all at once? Well, I mean, I can tell you in the, the, the space of Dave McWayne, he does it a little bit more like how rappers do it. So like, even though, yeah, he, he does. He, even though he's kind of singing, it's his approach to landing on a flowing on a beat. So he's, uh, or flowing in a groove. <laughs> rather than singing like a strict melody. So, yeah. Um, so what does the near future hold for the pandemics? You got, you know, uh, you've got this new song out. You've got... Um, you've teased a new EP. Yeah, you've teased a new EP. Uh, <laughs> any shows coming up in the near future? Or anything else you want to promote? Well, we've got a few gigs. There are offers we have to accept, and hopefully we'll be accepting a few of those this week. Um Right now, we're sort of focused on recording. Like we went in and recorded, you know, horns, bass, and drums, and uh, scratch vocals and guitar for two two new tunes uh, last weekend. And um, or no, sorry, it was weekend before last was the eleventh, which I already almost through March, right? Which is kind of crazy. Um, but I'm going to actually lay down vocals for those tomorrow or, or the next day. Um, and the whole the, our priority now is just getting the next EP set. And if we do a couple gigs here and there, you know, it'd be cool. Um, we're doing, or I think we're going to do, um, where we recorded that, that track Bodega Cat was a place we recorded at our last couple records at, um, called Sabella Studios. They just had a huge fire. So oh, no. there's, there's a benefit show for them on May 21st that we're still trying to square away if we're going to be able to make it. Um, but we'd like to do it if we, if we can, I mean, I gotta just double check. We've had a couple of people out of town for a while. Um, our guitarist Vic just got married and uh, he was on his honeymoon for, for a couple of weeks in Puerto Rico. So I got to touch base with him and a couple other people, but, um, but yeah, we're doing a couple of little things like that. Um, throwing around some ideas for, uh, some other projects. And the idea is, you know, we were, uh, you know, like we hope every time we, we were hoping to get on supernova this year. And I guess it didn't, it didn't happen, but the idea was to have a down well before then. So we could promote it, you know, while we're there, but, most of us are going to be there anyway, so we'll still probably have you know, <laughs> with us. You know, Cat's going to be playing drums with the Rugo Review. I'll be dancing my ass off to you know to Tokyo Sky Pirates Orchestra, and who knows? I'll have my horn with me. Who knows? Maybe something will happen. It's happened in the past. Yeah. Um, plenty of friends playing that show. I mean, uh, so I got, many. I've sat in with Suicide Machines down there, Pie Tasters down there. Um, I did. It, I played it with Pilfers once, which was you know a lot of fun. Two thousand seventeen, I think. Uh, it's been, it's been, like I said, it's, it's weird that in the last couple of years, like the two years that sort of everything was shut down for COVID, it kind of feels it's always like the, the, they don't count. 
because like <laughs> we're back to the same thing we were doing. <laughs> yeah. And then in other ways, everything fucking changed. Like now I'm a dad, and that's sort of you know working in a new place. So like my entire life is kind of <laughs> turned on its head. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, that, that's the plan right now. Just you know, do a couple of gigs here and there, uh, write and record more music, and just you know get our you know get out there view and have some fun that's the that's the plan right now i mean uh we see bands like you know cat fight we're you know we're huge fans they're going out there they're playing on this played in australia um they're going to the uk i think next month i yep. think or yep. later this month yeah um doing and they're, and they're on the bad time records george is you know crisscrossing the country so i'm yeah. sure they'll be i think they're back in our neck of the woods in like july we're not doing that right now we're not we're not planning on traveling a bunch we got plenty of stuff to do at home yeah, and um, you know, we'll definitely turn out to support and you know uh, and say hi and stuff. But um, right now, the plan is just to to write and record and try and you know figure out what's next. Yeah, awesome. So obviously, everyone go check out the pandemics. You the you all have obviously music on uh, Bandcamp. You have it on yeah. Spotify. Go check it out. Yep. Buy some stuff and uh, support the band. But before we head out. Of course, we're going to do Ska Picks of the Week. Chris, why don't you tell us about your Ska Pick? Okay, so my pick comes from, you know, there's just so much out there, but um, I've always had a soft spot for Japanese Ska, and um, a few years back, we opened up for this band called Ora Ska Band from Japan when they came to New York, and uh, seeing the seeing those ladies together, they were like something else. They were amazing, and I've, you know, been following them, you know, I was following them before that, but I've been following them, you know, even since. And they put out a record last year called Bohemia that, you know, had a lot of great tracks on it. But this one in particular, Itokashi, was one of my favorites. All right, let's check it out. song is catchy as hell that uh yep that uh is, that's awesome all yeah right always uh, always good music from our ska band uh, mm-hmm. all right uh so my ska pick is from a band uh called the dingies and uh i was just listening to some old school uh ska punk stuff uh and came across this band uh again and uh i was like oh I love this record. I didn't, I, you know, you know, we all have those records that we like maybe didn't catch us as much as it should have at the time it came out for whatever reason. But then you kind of listen to it again. You're like, why, why do I not listen to this more? Why is this not more in my rotation oh, yeah. of things? So, uh, yes, this song is called votes and violence and it's from the dingies.
Yes, uh, so that's the Dingies, Votes and Violence, and uh, it is off their uh, 1999 album. Um, sorry, I forget the name of it off the top of my head. Ah, um, uh, Sundown to Midnight, and uh, yeah, so if you like that song, you should check out the rest of that album. RJ, tell us about your scab pick. Uh, my Scott pick is from Dan P and the Bricks. It is a song off their first album. It's called Mess It Up. And I honestly couldn't believe I haven't played it as a Scott pick prior to today. <laughs> so uh, here we go. <laughs> Why did you never share that song with the world? I don't know. I feel like I play plenty of music by Dan Pothast. This one just slipped my mind. <laughs> Great song. Love that record. Awesome. Yes. Uh, all Ooh, right. Those Bricks albums are so good. <laughs> all right, Chris. Thank you, sir, for joining us this week. We appreciate uh, you hanging out with us. Uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. And uh, we, of course, want, like I said before, everyone needs to go um, and p- check out the pandemics on Bandcamp. Yeah. Spot. You guys got any merch? I didn't check that out. I forgot to check. Do you have? We any- we do. Um, honestly, we, our web store is a bit of a mess at the moment. Um, we have T-shirts. We've got stickers. We've got CDs. We've got vinyl um, with this with the song called. Um, Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Records, uh, Radical Chemicals, Volume 1. Uh, Killing Time, that's it. Sorry, that's the name of the song uh, on it. Um, we, got, we got it all. Awesome. So <laughs> go support... Me up and I'll send it to you. <laughs> go support the pandemics and, uh, and uh, help them spread their virus of ska? No, that's not right. Infectious ska. Oh, infectious ska. <laughs> One thing, we're going to be making hoodies soon. Um, mm-hmm. So if anyone wants a hoodie, hit me up. Uh, we only make these to order like once in a while. So. Yeah, I remember the last time you did them. Yeah. All right. No, they came out great last time I did them. So we're going to do them again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Or do something similar. So pre-order a hoodie. And because uh, if you miss it, you're going to miss it. That's the way it goes. <laughs> All yep. right. Uh, uh, check the Facebook page. There'll be information up there in the next few days. Awesome. Of course, uh, listeners, all those, all the stuff we talk about uh, will ha- be in the show notes, so check it out there. Uh, hopefully, you know, depending where you listen to the podcast, show notes are working. Sometimes they're not. I have no control of it, so don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they usually work on Spotify and Apple. That's the the w- two places I can really check. Um, but all right, thank you for sticking around with us. Uh, once again on this week's episode of On the Upbeat. So uh, thanks for listening, and until next time... 
Hey, everybody. Keep listening to Ska. You've been listening to On The Upbeat. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get all the new episodes as soon as they're available. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at On The Upbeat Ska. Follow our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Please consider joining our Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash ontheupbeatska to sign up today. And thank you for supporting On The Upbeat.